Hey guys, it's Alfredo. And this is Brian. And this is Film Purgatory. So thank you guys so much for joining us this week. This week we're going into the stars. Ready to go into the stars, Brian? Again? Yeah, again. Star Trek. What the hell? Star Trek, guys. Going into sci-fi. Again, sci-fi. Here's a sci-fi. Huh? Is it sci-fi or sci-fi? Sci-fi. Unofficially sci-fi, coined by Armando. Armando. We'll give him credit for that. We'll continue. I like I like that term. It mm. makes more sense. Hmm. Hmm. Spe- yeah. Specifically for this one, because people are like teleporting. Yeah, I mean, although I've heard that Star Trek is a little bit more accurate as far as the physics goes. Oh, for real? Yeah. But then again, this type of movie, who the fuck is a shit, you know? Right. That it's, sense. it's fiction. But, um, yeah, Star Wars, or Star Trek, guys. Um, it's pretty influential. This is a pretty, this is a pretty heavy franchise, but not in the way that fits our schedule. You know, this is a, a huge franchise that started out as a show and has in been the 60s. in the 60s, which has influenced a lot of, of, of other movies, of other shows, mm-hmm. including Star Wars. That's something that uh, we have to bring up. <laughs> Do we have to name him? The, the suspect is left unnamed. But during the Star Wars episode, somebody said that Star Wars influenced Star Trek, you know, kind of like adding to the resume for Star Wars, and that was in- inaccurate, and we apologize. It was publicly shamed. Yeah, it was pretty pretty wrong. Mm. Almost as bad as uh, Father O'Malley. I swear to this day, I think there is a Father O'Malley. I know I heard it I somewhere. Heard I it know, yet. yeah. Some, I know someone somewhere. said something about that. I don't know. But uh, Star Trek, insanely influential in a lot of different ways. Um, but much like Star Wars, or I, I believe there was another franchise that, that we were talking about, but it did incorporate a lot of current events into their movies. And Star Trek did the same thing. And one of the reasons why Star Trek is actually big, or at least the show was during the 60s, was that during that time in America, it was the 1960s, and, and there was a lot of turmoil. You know, there was the, the war, Vietnam. Um, there was the social rights movement. Yeah, civil rights civil rights <laughs> what did I say social rights there was the cold war but a lot of these elements were incorporated into the Star Trek show and they did a fantastic job in overcoming these adversities so Star Trek you know surpassed what a show was and became like a hope of what we could become if we can just overcome our differences and that's why okay. it was so influential um, I like that it was, it was great it's nice that's why it's important nowadays uh, I'm sorry, even to this day. But, although it was a great show, this is film purgatory. Film. So we are limited to the movies. Um, but that being said, it's not that this show lacks, or this franchise, I'm sorry, lacks any content. There is plenty of content. There's 13 movies, 12 shows, over 850 books. That's almost twice as much as what Star Wars has. It is a vast, vast franchise. Plenty of lore. Yeah, by far. But it's a lot. I didn't, I didn't even know it was that much. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lot. Which is, a, I guess, more credit to Star Wars for how big they got. Yeah. Being I mean, that they came after. <laughs> they did come after, and they're a lot more successful. I mean, you can't help but, but make the comparison between right, the two. Right, right, The only similarities they, they both have is that they're in space, and the first letter or the first word of their name. It, it is what Pretty it is. Much. You can't help but make that comparison. But honestly, they have nothing to do with each other. No. 
start. Uh, two different, uh, like you said, even the themes are different. Right. Like it's kind of driven by different uh, topics, uh, different fan bases, given that we're talking about two different decades. Right. So, but I am glad to, to know that it was influential that way in that time. I didn't know that. So Star Trek follows a federation uh, of ships, but, but they're not necessarily like an army, right? They're, they're more like a... Like explorers. Yeah, I think I think that would be the right term because they they are uh, they're built they're put together with weapons like they're made not for fighting but for with the ability to defend themselves because right. if you're exploring it's like you don't go into the woods without a without a proper weapon without right. something you need to defend yourself against bears what are unknown threats so they definitely have enough firepower to fight but they're not all they're not warriors they're not like you said it's not a fleet of like for example, nowadays we say fleet. It's like a battleships, you know, with right. with the entire uh, group there. But for this, it just kind of represents uh, explorers going together and meeting whatever unknown out there in the universe. Kind of like continually exploring. And that that's what the show, the premise of the show is. A, I believe it's a five-year voyage, and they're going into space and they're exploring different places. And like you said, they're they're going into you know the vast unknown, right? Uh, the last frontier, space and whatnot. But then again, that's the show. We're going to focus on the movies. And a lot of these movies, at least in the first part, uh, they can be segregated into different parts. It's in different uh, periods of this franchise's evolution. So, for example, I believe the first three or the first, I'm sorry, six movies had to do with the original cast. The original show and they had the with same. Patrick Stewart? Yeah. No, no, no. Patrick Stewart was the next one. So the first six had to do with like the original cast, uh, which had to do with the show. We had same the same actors, same characters, same writers, and you know, and, and it followed more of the same um, recipe of the show. A lot of the times, people claim that the movies are are more of long episodes, but uh, later on, like I believe six through ten, were the newer generation. You know, this this franchise wanted to continue on, but they wanted to add more characters. Obviously, the original cast is getting a little older, so you want to have a new story, introduce new characters into this thing. And then they did with Star Trek New Generation or Next Generation. And you have more, um, which completed the 10. And now, more recently, we had the reboot. That's the one with Chris Pine yeah. and Zoe Saldana. And I feel like... We obviously can't do this episode justice because there is a lot of lore, and and we can't really focus on the show. Yes, yeah, exactly. We're just gonna touch upon, I guess, the the Chris Pine trilogy. Right. Is that a fair way to the more recent ones? <laughs> um, simply because, yeah, there, there there's a lot of actors that are known, and we will mention, you know, William Shatner's contribution. Leonard Nimoy, George Takai, uh, Christy Alley was, was in this franchise. Christopher Lloyd was in there. Kim Cattrall. That, that name, I don't know. She's Sam from Sex and the City. Sex and the City fans out there. I'm not familiar with, <laughs> with mm. that either. Mm. <laughs> but there, there is a lot of actors and actresses that were involved in this franchise Wait, before which one, reboots. Though? All of these were, were in like the No, the same which ten. girl? From Sex and the City, which Sam. one? But, Sam. but which I don't know their names. Like, is that Sam, the redhead with Sam, the short no, hair? Sam is the blonde. She's like the more the wild one. She's like the more experienced the one. Older one. The older one. The cougar. The cougar. Okay. Mm. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's funny how you know that. Once I say cougar, you know exactly. What I'm talking I know about. who I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm. Cause she was like the. Uh, 
She was alright. <laughs> She's not in the in the new Sex in the City. They made a new Sex in the City. It's a new Sex in the City. How much sex can these girls have? No, I'm just kidding. We can have plenty of Sex in the City. That's fine. But we will focus on the newer ones, and the newer ones have a great cast, fantastic cast. You got Chris Pine, Zach Quinto, Zoe Saldana, like mentioned before. Chris Hemsworth was in the first one. I'll take your word for it. That was George. That was uh, Chris Pine's father. Before he died. Damn. I don't remember. <laughs> wow. Carl Urban. Well, I must have missed that. Carl Urban, I do remember. Because he's in everything. Right. I feel like I see him all the time. Winona Ryder. Ryder, I'm sorry. Oh, Stranger Things girl. Yeah. Beetlejuice girl. She was in Beetlejuice. Okay. Hey, Tyler Perry was in there for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's so stupid, bro. I don't remember. <laughs> Idris Elba was in the last one. Okay. So you have a, a great cast. And I got to say, the, direct, the direction that director J.J. Abrams took on at least the first one was fantastic. Because he made it so that he not only made it a reboot successful, but he added a new spin to it. He added the possibility of a new direction. Yes, he did do that using time travel, which I know we're not a fan of. I'm not a fan of that at all. But he didn't necessarily focus on that aspect, and he opened a lot of new possibilities to different ways in, into this franchise. So yeah, it's paying tribute to the original, it's paying tribute to the original story, but it's like, hey, you know what? We, we might do something else. We might go in a different direction with this franchise, and that's great. That shows a lot of ambition, and, and it shows a lot of potential into this franchise a franchise that has been oversaturated at that point you know with the th- 10 movies and then god knows how many books so there's a reason why i feel in my opinion star trek even though it has more content didn't reach the heights that star wars did and in my opinion it might be a little bit of the oversaturation that it has on its audience over the last year i mean there was a point where each decade has a show like uh, currently each mm-hmm. decade has a star trek show even now each second has a Star Trek show. Like so they have one now? Yeah, they have one. They have multiple. Right now? They have, exactly. But you don't know that because, you know, it's, it's at a point where, like, it's too much. Yeah. I guess, I guess I'd have to agree with that because, I don't know. I could, it could be what I'm thinking as, at this point. Maybe not in the 70s and 80s where it's relatively still new. But now, I guess, they're just catering to their, you know, their, their cult following fans. Right. You know, hardcore because at this point, I don't see even commercials about it. I had no idea they even continued that right. in a new series. Um, I remember growing up, it was the the older ones. They had they would replay it. You know, there was a lot of the old shows on syndication. Um, but like Sci-Fi had other shows that were similar. I guess as a kid, I would get them confused. But now, right. I have no idea. <coughs> um, that being said, I feel like the second one, uh, it kind of abandoned that. That whole new thing. He continued in the J.J. Uh, Abrams? J.J. Abrams did continue in the second one. But this is where the the faux pas was in making the storyline. Not necessarily centered around Khan, but having to do with Khan. And why that's a problem is because in the original 10 movies, or motion pictures as, as they called it, the second movie had to do with Khan. So if you're going to not necessarily unofficially announce that hey I'm going to go in a different direction but then just go opposite of what you just did and just be like hey I'm going to kind of sort of align to like the original trilogy or the original sets of movies and go with Khan again that, that's just kind of like that lets me know that you kind of sold out 
And it's not to say that it wasn't an enjoyable movie. The effects are great. The the acting is great. The fighting scenes were great. The action was fantastic. I, I, those were points I was going to bring up. I thought the, the one thing I remember about these movies was the effects were really good. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the cast. I enjoyed all the CGI. was was phenomenal. Right. Specifically, I liked the ships and the teleportation. That was all really cool. Right. See. Um, the effects of like the non-humans were also pretty good, similar to Star Wars and all the other ones. That I had no complaint there. I like that they actually take the time to do the makeup for the characters and not just create the the CGI on a lot of them. Right. But yeah, the the whole going with Khan was a little random, mm. I guess you could say. Uh, if the first one was different, why not continue being different? I like to think maybe it was there like I'd like to think was there studio involvement, like were they telling, were they pressuring him to be like, hey, you know. You were kind of ambitious with the first one, pushed towards the classic. And we've seen that. We've seen Hollywood and the studios kind of just throw out a cash mm. grab instead of being original. So mm. I think, damn, did they push him towards that? I mean, it it feels like a safe bet. It feels like that was a safer option. Let's just go, like you said, let's just appeal to the fans. This is fan yeah. service. Exactly. And let's bring up Khan. Because Khan was, it was, it was a very big adversary for the USS Enterprise during the show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and the... the the second movie, The Wrath of Khan, was it, it did great. Uh, that's the second uh, motion picture. I'm sorry, that from the had, original. From the original, okay. uh, and it did fantastic. So maybe they wanted that. They wanted to save for bed. But honestly, if you ask me, J.J. Abrams is trash. Ooh, by me. I don't. I don't like fighting. I don't, I don't like J.J. I don't like that. That's the only reason why I don't like him. Yeah, hey, I, I get it. He did the whole Cloverfield. Star Wars Cloverfield. Fantastic. Great mind. Don't like him because you're a name. Sorry, bro. JJ. I'm tired of the JJ thing. JJ Watt. JJ Abrams. PBJ. Get over it. I was thinking J. Jonah Jameson. Nah, he's cool. Oh, he's cool. Yeah, he's cool. He's safe. Yeah. All right. I thought I, that was the only one I thought of. <laughs> he actually didn't uh, come back for the third one. He was a producer in Star Trek The Beyond. Which I had no idea actually existed. I guess marketing <laughs> did a, like a horrible job because I, I didn't even know it was there. Or maybe we did and we forgot. That's how mm. like forgettable it was. Well, Cause it, what, like for example, what year was it? Was beyond? 2016. How? Could, what can marketing do? That was the year Harambe died. What, what, oh, what kind yeah. of marketing beats that? Yeah. I don't forget that year because mm. I remember it as the year. <laughs> Everything <laughs> started going downhill. So. <laughs> I don't blame. Never mind. Beyond. <coughs> but they did bring in our boy, Justin Lin. That was a director for the majority of the series of Fast and Furious. <laughs> so, I was thinking, like, I know that name. So it was basically like an action film. It's, there was no hook to it. It was just very face value. So a lot, very, very underwhelming. And it's because of that, or I want to say it's because of that, that they're not necessarily bringing it a fourth. You know, there was a time where like they, they were in talks, and mm-hmm. and JJ is involved in somehow and in, in, in bringing it forth. I don't know how far along they are in that discussion, but yeah, I feel like they're still gonna continue. I mean, they have shows, so they're they're gonna bring it forth eventually. You know, it's like if it wasn't for the show, but they have the show, like you said. So eventually they'll get around to it. It's like we're making money. Mm-hmm. They're probably not in any hurry. Uh, it's probably tough. Maybe they're they're trying to reach out to cast members, and they're like. If JJ's not director, you know, who knows? There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that we don't know about. And, right. You know, there's so many factors. But I, I, I know, I feel like actors are, are known to be comfortable with 
with sticking with the same director they're kind of loyal and mm. if they feel uncomfortable you know if there's like a, a disparity between uh, their vision the new director's visions they may not be as motivated even if the check is nice you know they'll just look for other work look at Carl Urban he's in The Boys like right, I don't sure. think he right like I don't think he's out here desperate for work mm-hmm. so I think a lot of actors can will be in that boat they might have uh, spoken about uh, an entirely new reboot you know with not with the same characters yeah, not well, with Chris on, Pine and, on your- and everybody and I don't know how to feel about that I feel like Star Trek has one of the more simple plots out there it, but it's pretty open it could be anything you want you know it just follows this crew this this ship USS Enterprise and it's part of this fleet and, and their job their objective is to just go out into space and explore and, and to find different life and and just explore space. That's something that you can do a lot with. You have no idea. We have no idea what's in space. So they can play around with the planets. They can play around with the with the species, with the aliens, different ships. And I feel like that's what the the show did. And not so much the spaceships, but um, but if they can incorporate that with the newer effects, much like the J.J. Abrams uh, trilogy, then I feel like it's a good recipe for success. I just don't know if they're going to do that. Like you said, you know, it might be that they're, the studio comes in and it's like, hey, let's just play it safe. Let's just keep on doing what we're doing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But the problem is that it is broke and has been broke for a long time. But that being said, what do you think are the pros and cons? What do you like? What do you don't like? What's your gripe? Um, what I like, uh, like I said before, definitely the, sequ- the action sequences, cinematography is phenomenal. The effects special. Mm. Uh, mainly special. The makeup is make makeup would be considered practical effects, no? I don't know. There was this girl that like opened up her head and like it was weird. And I don't know. I was I was eating at the time too. <laughs> I'll say the the effects. If they if gross you out, then it was good effects. Mm. I'll say that. I guess. I'll say it's good effects, uh, good action, uh, and mainly just yeah, just overall good like pacing. Cause this movie, uh, I, I was never in love with it. I never left saying like, oh, you gotta watch Star Trek. Whatever. But I felt it was well-paced. I never needed to look away. I never felt bored. Right. I would say for the first two. Mm-hmm. I definitely would, would say that for the first So good pacing would be like probably number one for me. Okay. Uh, biggest con? I don't know. That's tough. That's one of those movies. I feel like this is one of those like high floor, low ceiling movies. Like I, I can't find much wrong. Right. But it, it didn't, you know, like I said, it didn't make me feel in love with it. So I don't know. It's hard to find a con. I, mm. guess, I guess maybe like you said, the story is open. Maybe it's too open. Mm. Maybe there's no excitement for the future. Like, they could make another Star Trek, and I'd probably watch it. Mm. They could never bring it up ever in, in cinema history ever again to the day I die. I probably wouldn't care. So I guess the con would be, like, it just doesn't hook me. Like, maybe Star Wars, you know, like maybe other lores did. I feel you. Definitely feel you. Uh, I would have to agree on a lot of that. Uh, I feel like the effects are great. I feel like the the openness would be a pro for me. Um... Because, like you said, it's it's an enjoyable movie. I feel like it's underwhelming. It underperformed. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. It didn't underperform. It, it did underwhelm a lot of people. Um, I mean, just look at the last one. I didn't even know it was out. I, I didn't even know about it. It existed. And I'm going to pretend I knew it existed. <laughs> it did. But you know what? I think that's not necessarily their fault. It exists in our hearts. I think. For the effort. <laughs> I think a lot of that has to do with the oversaturation like I mentioned before and that's my biggest gripe because there is no success any of these movies can do without being compared to the show 
that's always going to be the thing. It's like, oh, it's not as good as the show. It's not as good as that. I mean, take a look at other franchises. Like, I hate to mention this again because, like, we keep on badgering this thing. But Star Wars, a lot of people, the original three were the best ones. People are going to shit on the the prequels. People are going to shit on the new ones because everyone likes to think that, hey, the originals are the best ones. Right. And the originals for this franchise is the show. So it doesn't matter what you do with this franchise. It's always going to be like, hey, you know, the original show, that was the best. And even nowadays, you, you Google Star Trek movies, and you're not even going to see the last three that came out. The only ones that come out are the ten. The like, original ten. Yeah, the reboots aren't even mentioned. Unless you put in reboot, then it's going to come up. But like, wow. Yeah, so that's my biggest Oversaturation. Right? Yeah, it's oversaturation. Like, there's no there's no room for growth on this franchise. It's a great point. It's, it's sad, unless it's a show, um, which I'm hoping, you know, it's... They can prove me wrong, but I just don't see any progression with this franchise. And it's sad because, like I said, Star Trek Guardians of the Galaxy crossover Ooh, merge. Let's damn, go. Damn. Marvel pick it up. If damn. they really want to grow, how's that oh, for growth? Oh, no, yeah, of course. How's yeah, that for yeah, growth? They're grow it. That would be fantastic. Nah, because then I'm going to have Spock fighting with, like, you know, a trash panda and. Like, imagine a fight between Spock and Drax. I feel like they would just talk themselves to death. It would yeah, be hilarious. Yeah. You know, and we wouldn't need action, but their effects, you know, again, the, the makeup on their bodies, the right. ears, the, the tattoos that strikes us, everything, mm. all those things just done well and the, the proper actors for it. Mm. It's a good, it's going to be a good scene. So stuff like that, I could see them grow. Obviously, I'm, I'm talking fantasy here. Probably mm. will never happen, mm. but uh, it's a sci-fi. It's a sci-fi <laughs> in my head, I guess, you know, <laughs> but yeah, that would be the only way I see them like growing. You mm. know, I got to, I got to give Marvel props for that. Anybody who can collaborate with them is has potential to grow in any in every way. Mm. So, what would you give this this movie overall? The, or, the I'm sorry, the franchise, franchise overall. Oh, a good eight. Eight. The, the For, last three or? Mm, it's tough because of that third one. Mm. You know, For, maybe just the last three seven. But if I had to give the whole franchise say eight because of just uh, durability, like mm. they've yeah the saturation is there. Right, but yet they're enduring. You know, it's like people still watching it. Yeah. Like at some point, for example, I, I'll use Marvel. We, we've watched all the Marvel movies. Mm. Like, there's not like, oh, you know, we're not trying to hate on them. We critique them, but we still watch them. Right. But even we will see a new one, and we're like, we are so done with Marvel. Yeah. Like, like we were saturated. Right. And we're done. But it's forget one show every decade. We're talking like uh, two movies a year. Yeah. Three movies a year. It's it's really bad. Mm. Uh, but they they live. They survive all that. Why? Because of the kids. The kids have that recency bias. Like, oh, we just saw it for the first time. We've seen, we've been watching Iron Man since, what, 08? 08. You know, so it's like, it's gone back for too long for us. We're, mm-hmm. we're kind of just, we're done with it. But they'll keep putting out movies because the little kids will keep watching. They'll keep making money. You know what? I'm going to do you a solid. You said eight overall? Yeah. I'm going to give it a seven. Overall? I'm going to call it Simon Cowley. Okay. Well, you can't because you can't agree with me two weeks in a row. Yeah, I can. I, I can't. I understand. That. Sorry, it's not the personal. It's just you know. And okay. then the last three, would you say seven? Uh, the last three, I said seven because of the third one. Seven point five. I'm gonna go opposite. You know what? I don't care. I don't give a shit. But it's a influential franchise, worth watching. Yeah. Worth a watch. Oh yeah, yeah. If you get a chance, um, definitely check it out. I saw most of them. I believe most of the originals are on Hulu. So if you guys are interested in watching some of the original movies, they are on Hulu. I don't imagine it to be as fast-paced as, as the current movies right. or with the same effects. But if you're looking for a story that has a little bit more to do with the original show, then yeah, check it out. It's on Hulu. Uh, but the last three, 
I believe Hulu has the last two. I don't know about the first one. The first Star Trek, I, I rented it. On Voodoo? No. I go YouTube. YouTube? You give your money to Google? <sighs> yeah, I do. I like Voodoo. I support small business. Hell no. Fuck that. They're growing. Mm. Gotta help them out. But yeah, guys, uh, definitely check it out if you have not already. Brian, I don't know if you have anything to watch. I know I have something to watch. I, so. I think we should talk about that because right. I don't have anything noteworthy. Gotcha. So I saw The Last Duel. It's new on HBO Max. A movie came out not too long ago. It has mm-hmm. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. And Is that the one that had to do with like nights? It was in medieval yeah, times? Yeah. How yeah. was it? Um, Adam Driver is also in there. And this is directed by Ridley Scott, and that's why it caught my attention. So, you know, you don't see a lot of movies with Ridley Scott that don't have to do with Alien, because that's really what he's known for. Yeah. But I feel like he did a fantastic job, not necessarily in the story, because the story, it's it's basic. It's whatever, honestly. It's, it's more of he said, she said, it's a lie, and these two are fighting for her honor. But what I like about it is that not only is it captivating, but it's captivating in a sense on how they tell the story. Okay. You know, you first, um, you have three parties in this, in, this, in this film. And Matt Damon's side of the story, Adam Driver's side of the story, and then the, the female side of the story, which was played by Jodie Comer. What, is she known for anything? I don't think I'm familiar with her name. She was in Killing Eve. And Free Guy. Oh, Killing Eve is a show. I've heard of that show, but right. I never saw it. Yeah, she was in Free Guy with your boy. No, no, no. That's your boy. Hey, Man Crush Monday. <laughs> so, and that was nice. You know, you get three points of views. And honestly, because I know that you're not a fan of Matt Damon, but you don't even care that, mm-hmm. that like, these guys are involved in this movie. Because at first when I saw the cast, I saw Ben Affleck's in there, and, like, he's blonde. And, like, I was just so put off. But honestly, like, the story is so... Not, not the story, but, like, the way the story is told is so captivating, you don't even care. Would you say, like, the pacing of it is good? It's pretty good. Okay. Like, honestly, like... I'll give it, <coughs> I'll give it a watch. Yeah, like, um, it's worth a watch. Um, it's, it's about two and a half hours, though, so... Eh, yeah, if you had time, definitely worth a watch. It's on HBO Max, though. Give it a solid seven. Nothing okay. wow with you, so... So next week, Alfredo... It's gonna be spooky. Was it spooky? I guess you could say creepy. Mm. Un- under your skin. Bring creepy vibes. Was it been like two months since we've been we creepy? Ones? Yeah, because we, we saturated <laughs> with with Halloween, but we had to. I love Halloween, so sorry guys. Yeah, I didn't mean. I, I don't mind it, but we're finally going back. We're we're gonna give Silence of the Lambs the whole Hannibal series a, a look. Nice eating. Hope y'all hungry. It's gonna be a good episode. Um. But no, I'm excited about this one. It's, uh, it's a fantastic franchise. Sir Anthony Hopkins. D-Hop. <laughs> but yeah. A-Hop. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it, guys. We really appreciate all the support, all the feedback. If you liked today's episode or you have ideas for future episodes, you definitely get in contact with us. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Our username would be Film Purgatory or Film underscore Purgatory. And please turn your notifications on your streaming services so you know as soon as you drop the latest episodes... And thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next week.